Are you thinking of John Hurt? Yes. Okay. <laughs> not the same person. John is not William. They look like, a little bit different. What the fuck? No, it wasn't. Yeah. That's William it was, Hurt. It was how <laughs> you're, angrily you're thinking you about said John Hurt. Yes. I get it now. Not the same person. Like, the doctor was not in this movie. No, the war doctor was not in the movie. He's dead, unfortunately. What hurt was in this movie? William. William. In what hurt do I think he is? John. John. There are good movies and there are great movies. But that's not what we watch here because this is shitty cinema. We are three film masochists who love to take on the worst movies we can find. Centered around our monthly theme to answer one simple question. Would you watch it again? I'm Jay, and I'm joined by Dave. Howdy. And Casey. Hello in Russian. (laughs) Every week, one of us has to pick a movie based on that month's theme. Casey, what's this month's theme? This month, we're going deep. Deep undercover in incognito month. We're watching all shitty spy films. We've touched on the 80s with an Andy Sedaris classic. Last week, (laughs) we watched, they're all classics. Last week, we watched The Double starring Daddy Richard Gere and that guy from uh, that 70s show. Eric Foreman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You brought that, Jay. Good for you. Was it, though? Uh, Dave. You went somewhere we don't usually go this week. Yeah, which is... did you go? (laughs) It's kind of shocking, but despite them pretty universally being meh to straight up bad, I don't think we've ever watched an MCU film uh, for shitty cinema before. This week we finally broke in that streak watching 2021's Black Widow. I... Okay. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's, that's your whole reaction. What's really great about this is I expected it to be a little bit confused because I don't watch the MCU, and I definitely was confused. Yeah, there's okay. a there's a solid like 25 minutes of this movie that is just not for you at that no. point. No, can I no. say it's like meeting a really cool girl at work, and the, she's like, "Hey, you should meet my friends," and then it's just like personal anecdotes between them <laughs> while you get ignored the whole time. Honestly, I thought this was going to be a lot worse. So it wasn't that bad because I was like, I'm not going to understand this whole fucking thing. The usual Marvel self-referential shit is pretty front and end loaded. So the the chunk in the middle you can get through without knowing too much about the rest of the MCU. Unfortunately, that's just a pastiche of spy movies. So but we'll get into that. Dave, before we dive into Black Widow, we're going to need an elevator pitch where you sell us on this movie in 10 seconds or less. Here's right. your setup. You're in a Russian prison out in the middle of nowhere. Again? And people Damn are it. in line at lunch, not to eat, but to arm wrestle David Harbour. And everybody's fucking losing. Okay. So yeah. it's finally your turn. You sit down. Out. You lock in. And David Harbour is going to let you have 10 seconds of struggling before so he crushes your arm against the table. In the 10 seconds before David Harbour does that, Sell us on this movie. 
a little bit of Ethan Hunt in my life, a little bit of Jason Bourne by my side, a little bit of James Bond's all I need, and no original <laughs> thought is what I see. Seven <laughs> seconds! That was beautiful. Wow. Art! Art, David! Wow. I, yes! Just, and yes. I'm going to get into this later, but just the whole time I was watching this movie, it was better in Jason Bourne, better in Mission Impossible, <laughs> better in James Bond, better in just another Marvel movie. And at some point, I started doing it to Mambo number five. So that's what we got. I think we need to talk about how often you think about that song. It's it's concerning. I'll give you that. Yes. <laughs> I'm concerned for you. Uh, Casey, unfortunately, you are sitting directly to my right. Had to do <laughs> Had to do some arm wrestling geometry there. I would be on your left. You're left-handed. And if your hand is getting pushed back because you're losing. I assumed a Russian prison is not going to give me the southpaw benefit. Oh, I, I think like David, David Harbour would, would beat your ass I mean, with whatever hand you wanted him to. The Guardian's fair. a super soldier. It that's doesn't fair. fucking matter. <laughs> David Harbour has kind eyes. He'd probably he, let me wrestle him left-handed. Kind of like Barry Wood. All right, you're on my left then. Um, either way, <laughs> I'm going to lose. So we've got about 10 seconds before I lose this match so hard that my arm snaps off at the shoulder and, and conks you over the head. In the time before that happens, sell us on this movie. David Harbour stars in the Russian version of Over the Top, where the big rigs are spy kids, the prize money is murdering your mental captor. Perdishi Molotak. Nine seconds. <laughs> I don't know what you said to me. Okay, what is what does that mean? Uh, I probably slaughtered it, and yeah, I sure, apologize probably. to our non-listening Russian listeners. Um, I Google translated fart knocker, but then when I translated it back, it translated back as farting hammer. So <laughs> you know, like I like to call someone a fart knocker, but I'm gonna start calling him a farting hammer. Before we get too excited, let's go over the movie that shitty cinema watched. Natasha, the Black Widow, is just a wee lass in the beginning of the movie. She lives with her sister and her parents in Ohio, which sounds terrible, until her dad comes home one night. See, the Federales are coming and they need to get the fuck out of Ohio. They barely escape on a single prop plane, only to reveal that her parents are Russian spies. Sent to America to do plot things. I don't know, probably to capture Moose and Squirrel. <laughs> oh, man, that would have been such a better movie. I know, I know. David Harbour chases after Moose and Squirrel? 100%, I'm in. Yes. I don't think I've seen a William Hurt movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I guess he was in AI, but I can't imagine he played a big role. I mean, Jude Law was a sex bot, and that's basically where my paying attention stopped. I think that should just be the cold open. <laughs> I haven't seen a William Hurt movie. But I found Sorry, that's why I was so quiet. Because I'm like, I had to. I've, I've heard his name, but maybe I haven't. God damn. I now, my life goal is going to be to get William Hurt as a guest on this podcast. Yes, but listen. <laughs> Anyway, cue the sad montage about children being conditioned to be killing machines set to the just 
the worst fucking cover of Smells Like Teen Spirit ever. Stop covering I'm that saying. song, please. Stop. Yeah, just let it die. Natasha grows up to be an Avenger. Her sister grows up to be a Russian super spy. Her mom gets shot and loaded onto a plane, and dad gets tossed in a Russian prison. Adult Natasha is on the lam from the other movies, and since nobody in this film can be bothered to explain to me why, I assume it doesn't matter. Her adult sister, Yelena, attacks a woman in the street for her Prada bag until a red ink anti-theft device goes off in her face. Then she stabs herself in the leg and limps off. Okay. All right. So she was like, you wouldn't steal a Prada bag. You wouldn't steal a Prada bag. (laughs) Not in Russia, bitch. I guess to be fair, she was brainwashed and the red ink stuff is anti-brainwashing ink. Are you happy? I was, I was trying to, like, think of another product that it could have been instead. Like, no, like, there's just people who use, like, squid ink to defend themselves on the street. That's <laughs> uh, not a good joke. What else could it have been? Like, bear mace? And then I pictured that scene, except it was bear. So Yelena just gets blasted in the face. Time out. Caitlin got bear maced while driving her car. What the fuck is Caitlyn's life? And her dog's fucking friend were horsing around in the back and set off the bear maze. And Caitlyn's like, this is it. They dropped the big one on us. This is chemical warfare. What the fuck? (laughs) Thought she was dying, but it was just bear maze. (laughs) There's just... A chaotic resonance between her and cars. And it occasionally boils over. It's all just another plot to steal children and train them up to be assassins. Yelena stashes the anti-brainwashing ink spray stuff, which makes its way to Natasha through a series of improbable events. Even though Natasha's ignorant, she possesses the magic ink. She's attacked by Taskmaster, which sounds like a Microsoft Word add-in, but it's a bad guy. Thank you. I was just like, I think we had that on Windows 95. I'm pretty sure. Right? Right? Natasha, of course, survives because the movie is about her. She goes to Budapest since that's where she traces the ink to, only to run into her long-lost sister. Here's the gig. They were both trained in the Red Room, which is the child assassin program. And it, I guess it, I don't know why. Why does it have to have a catchy name for profit? Uh, um, see, I was getting Fifty Shades of Grey, and I was like, I don't like that they're taking kids to that room. No, you don't want to no, touch any of those toys. It's the, it's just that they're Russian. He's room. He's red. Yeah, it's room. What Every this, room what is red room if you're patriotic enough. Anyway, the red room is run by the big bad, Drykov. Natasha thought she killed him, but probably just dropped a building on his eight-year-old daughter instead. As you do. The girls team up and get their old team back together. First, they get a helicopter, kill a bunch of innocent people to break their father out of prison. You can see he's the Red Guardian, which is basically Russian Captain America, but a little fatter. Do not body shame David Harbour. You see yourself out, The movie body shames him. They then walk into a really obvious trap when they discover that Mom's still alive, helping Drykov, and also invented most of his mind-control magic science shit. The mom alerted Drykov, who... Joins the reunion. Of course, after getting captured, the audience is shown why nobody could find the Red Room. 
It's a hidden floating mechanical city in the clouds. A fucking hidden mechanical city in the sky. It's cloud fucking city. Like Disney thinks, yeah, our audience is probably fucking morons because Bespin is discreet as fuck. Hey, they've done this several times before. Anyways, Jay, you're, you sound a little angry about this. I am. I am. So you, we'll, we'll get to your remarkably specific rage a little bit later. <laughs> Black Widow uses the end of itself to copy pretty much as many spy films as it might have forgotten in as short of a time as they possibly can. <laughs> Turns out they weren't captured. It was all faked. Mom is actually Natasha using their, like, secret face-off machine from what? the other Marvel movie. Dracov's daughter survived. She got turned into Taskmaster. Natasha oh. can't kill... Save your documents! But Natasha can't kill Dracoff because it would make the movie end and we still have runtime left and he just smells too good. Defrag me. Oh, reverse, reverse, though. She bashes her face in and kills him anyway. God damn Mom it. brings down Cloud City. Everyone escapes, even Taskmaster, since Natasha feels guilty about the whole, whoops, I dropped a building on you, turned you into a murderer thing. My bad. Do you want to make a file? We get a we get a pretty interesting fight. Taskmaster and, and Natasha go at it, but instead of an awesome ending, Taskmaster is inked, and then and then they hug, and everything is is fine, and nobody's mad. That's when Clippy was born. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically it. Everyone goes their merry way. Natasha's given a jet to get back to the rest of the MCU movies, and then there's a post credit scene where Yelena is at Natasha's gravesite. Okay question how did how did russian striker survive the blast that blew off half a taskmaster space and secondly well i didn't have a taskmaster on 95 it was a task manager i just looked it up <laughs> you still have one of us uh i mean the okay the, the Hold on, russian wait. wait 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 i want to have now like the new version of Taskmaster and it's Task Manager. <laughs> Do you know how many fucking apps you have open? <laughs> Close them. What are your batteries? Shit. Okay, Taskmaster. <laughs> Might as well close that weight loss fucking app. <laughs> I don't see you typing in all the shit you just put in your mouth. Let's just whoop, close that down. Yeah, the little sister Yelena, played by Florence Pugh. I would say is the actual protagonist of the movie, despite the movie trying to insist right. that it's yes. Natasha. Agreed. Like, Agreed. it's a much better movie if you just cut Natasha out entirely and make it about but Yelena. I also want to say I really bought her as the ex-military character. Like, she she has the physicality. She carries herself with it She's, when she delivers lines. She has that, like, casual kind of um, but hardened exterior she nails it. I would love to see her in more action films in those kind of roles. Yeah, Yelena is great. I don't think she's that... She was far and away the most fun for me in this movie, but I think part of oh. what makes her good in this is just putting her back... is just putting her next to Black Widow, Natasha, because Natasha has been such a generic femme fatale in every appearance in the MCU... Really? And she does not. Yeah, she just does not have a character beyond that and Marvel snark. Yeah. So I, Yelena having right. a little bit of character in sort of just like millennial Gen Z vaguely suicidal 
jokes <laughs> somehow makes her actually seem like a character. She's got a running gag about how, like, various situations would be a cool way to die. Yeah, and, cool and that way pays to die. off. This wouldn't be a with, cool way to die. Right, right. And that pays off, I think. I'd like, it's, it is a really subtle, I, I think that that does a good job of giving her some character and giving you something to buy into. And it's memorable and catchy and repeatable. Oh. And it feels very human. I thought it just felt very Russian. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, everybody over there is depressed. Between yeah, the that's weather a great and the government. Like, I thought it was just like, because I thought that was like a Russian joke. I have a question. Elena yeah. and ScarJo constantly have like their hair and braids and shit. When do they have time to do that? When do they have time to braid their hair? <laughs> They're constantly running from immediate danger. When the fuck do they have time to, like, I'm going to do some Viking braids? Also, Man. they literally have moments when Rachel Weiss tells ScarJo, like, hey, yeah, yeah, that sounds great. Also, I did rat you guys out. So, you know, <laughs> Russian Striker is going to be My here bad. in a minute. Let's formulate a plan. And they're like, okay. They get raided, they all get captured. When did she have time to put on eyeliner? They didn't have eyeliner on her the whole fucking movie. And then all of a sudden, Scarlett Johansson has eyeliner and mascara on for the last scene. <laughs> she was actually already wearing the, the the face technology, which she just has pre-programmed for her morning makeup look. Yeah. Oh and she God. was like, oh, oh shit, okay. people are here. Turn on my makeup. I would do that. Good for you. Yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> Like, even Russian Striker was like, listen, I know you've got one more on there, but I know it's you, and I'm not that disrespectful. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's I, like, right, like taking I know off that a bald this is guy's all hair fake, piece. But I'm not going to snatch like, your wig. That's so it's disrespectful. Fine. I really want to shit all over that scene, but it's not the worst part of the movie. It's just the culmination of all of the worst themes of the movie. No, it really, it really felt like a Jason Bourne movie set in the Marvel universe, and that's not a fucking compliment. Right. Yes. Exactly. Like, it is. It just steals I, okay. shots and scenes and stunts from so many other spy movies again and again. Can I admit the something? Yeah. I've sure. never made it through a Jason Bourne movie staying awake, but I stayed awake during this movie. Wow. <laughs> I don't remember David I Harbour am, being in am, any Jason Bourne film. I okay. am personally insulted by that statement. Oh, my God. There's so much talking and shaking of the camera. I just can't. Oh, the Jason shaky Bourne cam's really well done in half of them. Yeah. yeah it can't. actually, like, executes them. I'm sure it's, they're good movies, but it's just one of those where I'm like, I'm, mm -mm, In at least today. three of the Bournes, not sequentially, the shaky cam is a good thing. I think I'm most angry about embedding Moonraker into the fucking movie and then doing Moonraker, but worse. Yeah. Like, fuck What's you. Moonraker? Isn't that a gas station? That's a James Bond movie that, okay. that Natasha watches. It's what Black oh. Widow was watching when she was in the trailer quoting it. Yeah. Dave, do you know who, who played young Natasha? I do not. Who was that? You that bitch. is the daughter of one Paul W.S. Anderson and Mila Jovovich. Oh, Do you know what the W.S. stands for? West Side. 
<laughs> it does not. I'm sure that's it true. Does. Yeah. It, no, does. it does. It does. <laughs> Definitely. Paul Mustard Anderson. Everybody knows that. <laughs> <laughs> you know. The things you learn at shitty cinema. This is an educational it's, podcast. It's because he does. That's how he introduces himself at every interview. What up? What I'm up, Paul Westside Anderson. Okay, the falling out of the plane scene was fantastic, but I also enjoyed the driving lesson through Budapest. 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 Thank you for pronouncing it correctly. Natasha and Yelena escape from from these people that are attacking them. They jump onto a motorbike and start getting chased through the city. They wind up in an SUV, and we get a really great scene where uh, Natasha spins the car around and she opens the door and I'm like, oh, okay, well, she's being chased by people on motorbikes, right? They're going to do like the classic hit her with the door. But instead, they fucking back into an alley. So it tears the door off and it sweeps the fucking bike out. And it was really creative <laughs> yeah, that, and clever. It was so good. I loved, I loved that. it. Yeah, yes. that was the one bit of novelty in this movie that yeah. kind of caught my eye. Like, oh, okay. I like it. You did you did something I've seen before, but you did it in a new way, and I appreciate yeah. that. Thank you. More of that, por favor. Right, right. It's yeah. it's too bad that that's really the most original moment. I mean, again, I, like I had fun with falling. Whoever was chasing but... them had like a giant tank SUV thing, and also <laughs> I want one. Yeah, it was Taskmaster and in uh in a APC armored personnel carrier. But what that's like one? a classic. Isn't that a trope of Marvel movies, Dave? That they always have How just like some know? kind of tank vehicle driving you don't down. Have to bitch about it. We don't even watch those movies. <laughs> it's I definitely a scene that's come up before. Yeah. Um, okay. and, well, but again, also very reminiscent of Goldeneye with James Bond driving a tank through the streets. Oh, that's true. R- Moscow. But, oh, but I Question. love that. Uh, I guess Did I'm we... probably a yeah, fucking dirty hypocrite. Okay, so we got some. Solid chase sequences with at least one novel shot in them. They're not born chase sequence good. They're not Bond chase sequence good, but they're they're fun. What about the 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 actual fight scenes? The hand to hand, the gunplay. How do you guys feel okay, about it? Here's my gunplay. I really enjoy. David Harbor catching a plane, laying on the wing with a fucking sniper rifle situation or some <laughs> big ass rifle with a sight, and picking off. U.S. Marshals. Yeah, I like that. that as the plane is about to take off, and then he just holds on to Cuba. He takes a flight from Ohio to Cuba on the fucking wing of a prop plane. Yeah, this fucking Cessna point two five yeah. is apparently capable of flying from Ohio to Cuba totally. on one tank of gas. Right, yeah, got a big without getting is shot down, straight into the tank, and it is sustaining the plane's <laughs> flight. You know He's how they have to like refuel planes mid-flight. At yeah. some point, I assume he climbed inside. Um, but according to the Indiana Jones movie, Indy survived crossing like the entire Atlantic, strapped to a submarine that was underwater. So we can give him some leeway here. He's a superhero. <laughs> there you go. He's Russian Captain America. I, that was my absolute favorite fight that scene. Was, that was a pretty fun sequence. Uh, but that wasn't really a fight scene. That was just shots of him holding a gun. What about the sense. actual... I, I'm not very impressed with the fighting. One of the things that they do that drives me absolutely up a wall 
besides the tight shots and the shaky cam to, so that you very rarely see the action is that they have a tendency to cut before they connect. And then when they come back in on the next shot, it's after they've already connected. So there's no force. Like I don't feel them connect. I don't understand. And, and so they're in the middle of throwing and then they're the next scene. They're already connected or doing like a hold. And it, it's fucking, it just has no force to it. No thrust. It's shitty martial arts. Uh, but yeah, the, the fight sequences in this are, eh, they're, they're fine at best. They're usually shaky cam, choppy garbage at worst. My biggest complaint has to be the knife drop sequence because in one of the Captain America movies, Bucky Barnes flipped and dropped his knife and it was really cool because it was like the one time that they actually put good action in a Marvel movie. And now they do it in every Marvel movie, thinking that just because somebody drops a knife from one hand at the other, I'm going to go, ooh. No, yeah. you have to do it well. You oh. didn't do it well. It looked like shit. Stop yeah. it. Yeah. No, it did not look good at all. I always get excited when I catch stuff. So, I mean, I get excited <laughs> for other people when they catch stuff. I like to cheer people on. Right. It looked very cool that one time, but otherwise, come on. A falling knife has no handle. This is basic kitchen safety, Marvel. I did enjoy that uh, every spy movie has to have a scene where the main character causes themselves immense physical pain, right? right. Like they have yeah. to, they got to reset a shoulder that's out of socket or they got to dig a tracking device out of their leg. There, there has to be some scene where they inflict pain on themselves. And we got two of those here. We got Yelena digging yeah. a tracking device out of her leg, which she made look way too easy. It's, it was a really minor t part of her day overall. Yeah, yeah. She, I dug it yeah, out did of her she fucking do thigh. her own hysterectomy? Is that why she's just like low-key <laughs> about it? Like, oh, this isn't shit. Yeah. yeah. And then since we got two spies in this movie, we get, uh, we get Scarlett Johansson fucking herself up at the end of the movie when she has to break her own nose to be able to kill the bad guy because he has a... She's pheromone locked from attacking him. Pheromone uh, locked. It's like if when she ugly can... guys have great, uh, like, cologne, and it can be confusing. <laughs> yeah. You're like, uh-uh. Mm -mm. You, you smell like someone me. hotter. You're not going to trick me. So pheromone lock is essentially they part of the Red Room programming makes it so that if they can smell his pheromones, and they don't have to, like, consciously know it. They just, as long as they're floating yeah. up into their little olfactory senses, they can't attack him. For yeah, reasons. they are incapable of attacking him if they can smell him, which, first of all, I, I think there are some potential flaws, like uh, the common cold would be the end of the world if that bug ever got on <laughs> his floating. That's why it's a floating city. You got to be able to quarantine. I see. They were yeah, ahead of it has nothing okay. to do with hiding. He just can't let anybody get a cold because it's really important they be able to smell his funk. Okay, now yeah. it's making sense. Now we get Which, it. Was it a pheromone lock or is this guy just using like an entire can of Axe body spray every day? <laughs> okay, that might be more like it. <laughs> right. If you smell anything that isn't Axe. Like it's just. Or he's just got so much of it on that it's like, mm, I want to stab you, but I can't physically get any closer to you than this. I thought Drykov was a, a fairly decent Bond wannabe villain. 
He was okay. I have I have yeah. one final question though about the pheromone lock thing. Yeah. Because yeah. we we eventually see in a flashback sequence that Scarlett Johansson knew the whole time about the pheromone lock. Uh, oh yeah. So yeah. yeah. So wh- wh- why why did she wait so long to break her nose and shoot him in the goddamn face? Because why didn't he has to reveal how to access the computer to her? She's edging you. Oh yeah, I just didn't care, so I forgot. Yeah, <laughs> I kept like going like, "Where is my phone? I would love to say no to these articles my phone's trying to make me read." <laughs> yeah, clear they, those out of there. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Now she so, needed to but, know about the computer. I feel like Rachel Weiss was a good selection for that character because she's a horrible human being throughout the whole fucking movie. Like doesn't do one <laughs> redeemable thing, but you keep thinking she's going to, cause she just has such a kind face. <laughs> Something about her, you're like, she wouldn't, she wouldn't. But then you look back of, they made the kids take all of their holiday photos in the same day. I have oh, yeah, so the fake holiday many photo questions scene. about this moment. Number one, children, especially that small, age very quickly. They don't look the same in January as they do December the same year. So that's first of all. Secondly, uh, did they even change their clothes? Counterpoint. Have you ever looked at pictures of someone else's kid hard enough to notice that? Not willingly, but they do get jammed down my throat quite a bit. Oh, no, I notice shit like that. Because I oh. noticed when I was watching uh, Judy Justice, they always have the same people in the courtroom. They just sit in different places and, like, switch tops and scarves. Because <laughs> there's All one right, guy listen. that looks like Marcus Parks and one lady that looks like Shakira that has been on since the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she's she's a fucking monster. And then at the end, they're like, nah. I mean, Honestly, the only one that they don't show or they don't give us really great reasons to think is absolutely terrible is Alexi in that they don't explicitly state that he did crimes. But he certainly has a a penchant for enjoying that his adopted daughters have murdered the shit out of a bunch of people. Alexi? No, I'm sorry. Alexi's the exact same because you put David Harbour's face on there so that I would forgive a character <laughs> yeah. that is otherwise unforgivable. This what do you man, mean unforgivable? He's great. He can make I, anything likable. The yeah, and he also hadn't seen his basically daughters in what thirty years. Yeah, twenty. And years. the in twenty years, and the Don't first thing he says is, "Does Captain America talk about me? You're a shit dad." <laughs> That's not a redeemable that character. Okay. That wasn't the first thing. The first thing they got into the fight about her being on her period, Yelena. I can't be mad at David Harbour for being a bad dad. Exactly. That's why they put David Harbour there. Because the character sucks, so they're <laughs> tricking you with David Harbour. It's working. Well, it worked. Yeah. It I definitely worked, I, yeah. I don't love it. We should probably at least mention our, not our main villain, but our, our main actual antagonist we got to fight against, Taskmaster, oh. uh, who is now the... Oh. the the head villain Drakov's daughter, which eh, is fine. It's not my favorite Taskmaster backstory. It's not the worst one, though, by a long shot. Open apps. <laughs> so I, I liked her narrative story to fit her into this. I was a little disappointed by the character itself. I really like Taskmaster just because of 
the character's ability to replicate anybody else's fighting style. Yeah. I was really looking forward to seeing that on the screen because I think Same. it's a, a super interesting way of showing a lot of characterization in a fight scene is how they fight. And it was kind of good at the beginning of the movie. But at the end of the movie, the last few fight sequences with Taskmaster, that basically just means Taskmaster poses like another fighter and yeah. then just does the same shit. Yeah. It re- and which is a bummer because there's they and they even mention this in the movie that it's like fighting a mirror. And that's where Taskmaster really shines is by mirroring his opponents and out outdoing them sometimes. Right. In the yeah, where was in- that like Jackie Chan scene? Right. Right. Also, I'm picturing Taskmaster like Jean-Claude Van Damme in Replicant of like, will she accidentally wander into a whorehouse or do other fun, <laughs> janky things now that she has free will? I want to see that movie. Tell me there's a Taskmaster movie. Actually, there was a Taskmaster run where that could have happened, I think. I have money, comics. Marvel. Make yeah. me a movie. Taskmaster Replicant. Also, like, I wanted her to DJ like she was part of Daft Punk. That was another vibe <laughs> I was getting. And I feel like I, we just need more Taskmaster. Taskmaster's task manager, Casey. That's you. Oh, my God. Taskmaster <laughs> ass blaster. Now we, need, we will bleach your we asshole. Need, we need Marvel to just keep introducing new task characters for every mispronunciation Casey task has. page. We'll have He's learning task masker, task master, <laughs> task manager, and they can all team up on the task force. I swear to God, I've had one fucking white claw at like five like three p.m. or four hours ago. Right? Yeah, it's really not booze. All right. We have just rambled on about this movie for ages. Manage we need your to tasks. Wrap it up. <laughs> Damn it, All right. not like the two I'm, hours and 15 minutes of the I'm, fucking I'm movie. mastering this task, starting with you, Casey. For the first time in 11 years, you watched an MCU movie. Yeah. Would you watch it again? Oh, this was not the best movie I've seen. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Measure oh, wait. response. Oh, wait. I know, right? Scarlett Johansson. Not not your best Johansson. However, <laughs> David Harbour is fire. Rachel Weiss, just when she's not smothering pigs of their own volition, <laughs> is Don't, wonderful. Why would you show me that? The fight scenes are not great. Some of the talking bits will force you to check your Facebook. But, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to put that under bitch I might. Oh, I might. Wow. Um, I think you deeply underestimate how much I love watching David Harbour run behind a plane like a fucking dog that got forgotten on a family vacation to hop on the wing and just blast the fuck out of some people and then just hang on to the bumper. That's true. A la Woody and Buzz Lightyear. That was the, the only Cuba. thing you asked me for Christmas last year. You want, you David want a, a pilot instructions, but then midway through, David Harbor comes running out and jumps yep. on the wing and shoots U.S. Marshals while you fly away. That's all I want for my 40th birthday, guys. Make it happen. 
But yeah, I, I think I, bitch, I might. But I'd really rather a Taskmaster movie. But I would settle for this. Jay, how about you? 2021's Black Widow indefinite article. Would you watch it again? One thing in favor of Black Widow is that it isn't just the cookie cutter Marvel movies, which is one of the reasons why I stopped watching them. So I appreciate that. Now, like Dave has repeatedly said throughout this podcast, I would rather just watch the movies that this tried to crib that do it way better than watch Black Widow again. And when I'm reminded of the Bourne films or the Mission Impossible films or their, or the Bond movies, I would just rather watch those. And I do love David Harbour. And, and there were some genuine good moments in the movie, but not so much that I'm going to come back and spend two hours and 15 fucking minutes being confused again. So no, no, I will not be watching Black Widow again. But Dave, that's, uh, I guess, a tie. You're going one and one. 2021's Black Widow, would you watch it again? God, you know, I want to just so badly say, hey, it's a Marvel movie. It's the McDonald's dollar menu burger. You know if you enjoy those or not, and fuck you, I do, so let me have my shitty burger. But also, it's really rare that I have a movie so strongly make me want to turn it off and go watch other better movies. <laughs> mm. Repeatedly, again and again throughout the film. Just like I God, I wanted to go watch Mission Impossible so bad throughout this. <laughs> you know, right? So I think I'm going to just follow what the movie told me in that <laughs> and just go watch those instead. There's mm. really there's, there's that one shot of them knocking the door off to scoot under yeah. a motorcycle. Totally I will go back, that. find that, watch that one shot three or four more times to cement it in the stunt memory bank, and then I'm done with Black Widow forever, I think. Woo. So that is it. Two against and one for... It sounds like Shitty Cinema is not going to be watching Black Widow again, but listeners at home... You tell us it did pretty well in the reviews, so is yeah, it, it worth did. another watch? All right, three weeks down, we have one more week in Incognito Month to go. Casey, what are we going to be watching next week? Your guys' picks were a little rough, so I wanted to bring something that brought back the lightheartedness, the romp of a spy flick, and that is starring one of our favorite people, Val Kilmer, the Saint. Pew, 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 pew. Oh, God damn it. Yeah, I have watched this movie. So childlike in nature and just exudes joy. So everything's been so, I don't know. All the, your guys' spy movies were really like dark and gritty and just like, I need something happier. Yeah, you can have like tropical spy movies and shit. Anyway. We'll just have to wait till next week. In the meantime, follow us on social media, Facebook at sh.ttycinema, Twitter at badmoviesbadpeople, PPO, Instagram at casey.cinema, Patreon slash shittycinema, or shittycinema.com. Check the description in the show notes. Listen, and we want you to take your thumb and give it right up on Facebook and share this podcast with friends. Please? Now, in the meantime, let's turn out the lights, 
go to Russian prison and get a tattoo we'll never see on our back. Huh?